Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily edition for Sunday, January 23rd, as the Flyers have now lost an 11th straight game. This time at the hands of the Buffalo Sabres by a final score of 6-3. Flyers went down early in this game. Jeff Skinner scored just a minute 29 into the hockey game, and the Flyers were already on their heels to start the game. Mike Yo talked about that. The team just coming out and not executing properly in that first period. Uh, they did, Flyers did, gain the lead when Ristolainen got a goal against his former team and Claude Drew gave the Flyers a lead. Then key moment in the game as Tage Thompson scored on the power play, decided to challenge the zone entry, and it was inconclusive. It wasn't conclusive that it was offsides, and it wasn't conclusive that it wasn't offsides. And that put the Sabres back on the power play immediately. And just 20 and just 24 seconds later, Tage Thompson picked up his second goal of the game to make it 3-2. to two. And then really the backbreaker in this game, Flyers on the power play. And as soon as it ends, Peyton Krebs, who took the penalty, uh, got out of the box and got behind the Flyers' defense, got in on a breakaway, and ended up scoring on Martin Jones to make it 4-2. to two. And the Sabres were off and running. They made it 5-2 to two on Krebs' second goal of the game and second goal of his career, as a matter of fact, in the second period. And Jeff Skinner made it 6-2 before Claude Giroux picked up his second goal of the game on the power play to make it 6-3. All said and done, uh, again, very disappointing performance from the Flyers. And we keep using the word fragile because when this adversity strikes this team, they have not been able to respond. Now, in the beginning of the game, Skinner scores early, and the Flyers kind of battle back a little bit, and they do take a lead, but it all falls apart eventually, so the result's the same. And, you know, there's a few words in sports and for athletes that they hate to hear. Fragility is fragile, and fragility, that's one of them. That's a team trait, and the team right now, is it's obvious that they are having the hardest of times dealing with any bit of adversity, and it's filling a self-fulfilling prop and it's causing a self-fulfilling prophecy to end up losing the game. There's no other way to explain it when you've lost 11 straight and to have two 10 game winless skids at the midway point of the season. And that's where we are. We're through 41 games right now. And the Flyers, it's been a first half certainly to forget, but you shouldn't forget it because you need to learn from it and how they move forward with the remainder of this season Boy, I, I pride myself on being a guy that's got a lot of the answers or at least have my own opinions and how I think things should play out. And this is one that's hard, how they should move forward. I mean, it's obvious in some areas that they need to move forward in the sense that they got to sell pieces at the trade deadline. They have to acquire some assets and get something for pieces that they may not be able to keep or they may not want to keep in the offseason. And, you know, there's some marquee names there when you talk about the captain and Claude Giroux and a guy that's on an expiring deal with a full no-move clause. Uh, those conversations will be had. Uh, from what I understand, Chuck Fletcher will meet with the media this week and hold basically a state-of-the-team press conference, which is obviously needed. And this team right now is in a bad, bad way. And, you know, I, th I think one thing that we need to all consider here as fans is consider other fans, our other brethren of fans. And, you know, there's a lot of people 
chastising other people on Twitter. I've been caught up in it too, uh, and I'm not innocent. But I think that we all have to realize that we want the same thing. We want the team to be a team that can do something. And when it goes through this, we can't turn on each other. We all have different ideas of how they should move forward, who should keep their job, who shouldn't, what players should be here, who shouldn't, what you can get for players, when it should happen, all those things. We all want the same thing, but we have different mechanics in the way we believe they can go about get doing it and who can go about leading the franchise in this direction. If anything, just maybe some patience with our fellow fans right now because we're all in this uh, very disappointed together. And it, the organization is where it is. We all want it to take a big step forward in some way, shape, or form so we can look back on this this period of time and go, okay, that's when things changed. They turned. That horrible season is in the rearview mirror now because the team is back to being you know, one of those teams that can make some noise in the NHL. It feels like that is an eternity away right now. It really does. Because when you're in it, it feels like it, it'll never happen. When you've gone through two 10-game winless skids and we're still mired in this now 11-game winless skid, it feels like nothing will ever change and it's going to be this bad forever. When will it change? I don't know. What are the moves to make a change? I'll develop my opinions on that. You know, one of the things a lot of people said in the Twitter questions that we got for this episode, before we even get to them, I'll just bring this up. A lot of people said, you know, should they should they fire Mike Yo? Bring in the next head coach now. And look, I don't know that whoever the next head coach is, and I've talked about it, they got to figure out what direction they're going to help determine who the right head coach candidates are for that. But I don't know that the next head coach wants to come in midway through a season with a team that has struggled like this. Coaches like to have a training camp and preach their systems and their philosophies and everything through a training camp to come in in the middle of a season and a season that is clearly as sideways as this one is for the Flyers. Is there anything for that coach to gain other than a paycheck? So I don't know that that is the right decision. Mike Yo's been dealt a really tough hand here. And Good. I mean, his positivity and the way he's approached the situation, I, I don't know what he could do. Again, to me, this is not a coaching situation right now. This is the players just not being able to get it done. There are other factors, too, and injuries. And Wade Allison goes down in the game. Joel Farabee's out now. You're missing. We, we all know the injuries, but this is beyond that. And this is why it's frustrating. I mean, last year, last season, the Flyers in that, 56 games shortened season. They finished sixth in the East Division, the Mass Mutual East. They finished with a record of 25-23-8 for 58 points. Two games over Hockey 500. And, you know, you look at a team like the team they lost to today, the Buffalo Sabres, in those 56 games, they had 15 wins, 34 losses, and seven OTLs, 37 points. The Flyers finished 21 points ahead of where the Buffalo Sabres finished last year. Yet this year, the Flyers are one point ahead of the Buffalo Sabres. And it's not as if Buffalo's lighting the world on fire. The Flyers, through 41 games this season, have 34 points. The Buffalo Sabres, through 41 games, have 33 points. They match each other in wins. They each have 13. Flyers, 13, 20, and 8. Buffalo, 13, 21, and 7. 
That's cause for alarm. Then the other part of the equation is this one, is that the Flyers last year, with those 58 points in the East Division, finished two points back of the New York Rangers, who finished with a record of 27-23-6. and And when you look at the Rangers this season, through 42 games, 27-11-4, 58 points. They are 24 points ahead of the Flyers in the standings right now. And that, you know, that causes panic. And why did the Rangers, why were they able to rebuild so quickly? Well, the rebuild's a little different. They got Panarin. They got Adam Fox. They had a little lottery luck. Not that, you know, Capo Caco and Alex Lafreniere are making the big difference for them. They have Igor Shosturkin, and they're a team that's getting it done right now. And the Flyers seem a million miles away from where the Rangers are. And... I, I don't know what the timeline is. I don't know what the approach is going to be, but hopefully we'll hear some of those answers this week from the general manager, Chuck Fletcher. He's not going to come out. All right, so let's get to some of the Twitter questions. And we start with Chris, who kind of asked a question in that vein. He says, does Chuck Fletcher need to come out and publicly declare the season is lost? He said, it's obvious the pressure is too overwhelming to the team. That announcement may alleviate it and loosen these guys up. Well, I don't think that a general manager will ever come out and say that the season is lost. There's always something to gain, but we have to figure out as fans what 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 is the gain? What can they gain from this season? And Chuck Fletcher needs to figure that out. What can they gain from this season? Where are the areas where they can get some benefit out of the fact that they're totally out of this playoff race at the midway point, considering two 10-game winless skids, mired in an 11-game one right now. He will not declare it. He's going to come out and speak, but he's not going to declare that the season is lost. Dollar Dogs for All tweeted, and he says, what's worse, the fact that the Rangers are well ahead of the Flyers after their rebuild, a bit before most thought New York would get there, or that the Penguins are still being legitimately good well, after that their demise was predicted by most. Look, I... I can't worry about those teams. The Rangers did a good job, and they had some savvy moves, some big signings. They made a difference. Shesterkin's made a huge difference for them, obviously. The Penguins still being legitimately good. I don't know when that that's going to run out. I really don't. But they are legitimately good. And, look, that doesn't have any effect on the Flyers. But they are two teams that Flyer fans love to hate. But you can hate them all you want, but you better respect it. Delco Bryan tweeted, and he says, after hitting the cellar, and they are in the bottom spot right now in the Metropolitan Division, the eighth spot, he says, injuries only excuse so much. So what is the most realistic course of action? I mean, I think the most realistic course of action, Delco Bryan, is obviously first to target the trade deadline, which is now just less than two months away. It's still a ways off, March 21st. But to target that, to make some trades, Trade off some pieces, get some assets, see if you can pull some hockey trades in that period of time as well. Figure out which direction you're going, how you're going to do this retool, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, and come up with a plan that is good. I don't think the whole tear everything down, burn it to ash and rebuild it thing is in the cards because I don't think that it's possible. So I think that they're going to go and they're going to try and get some, some equity for the expiring contracts that they have. And I think some other guys on this team too that aren't on expiring deals 
could be part of packages. So I think they're looking at everything and, you know, considering some some really big moves that have to take place either by the trade deadline or, or certainly in the offseason. All right, let's go to a question from XSISAISXX. I don't know how to say it, but here's this question. He says, I think it's safe to say that we know the team's identity and it's that they're fragile. What are your thoughts on that take? And he said, I hate that this team is playing so badly, but I'll continue to watch and listen to the pod. Thanks, Jason. Well, thanks you for listening to the pod and, and everything else. But, um, you know, the team's identity is not a favorable one. Fragility is a big part of it. And the only way to get rid of that is through consistency. I mean, the only identity over the last couple of years of this team is that they were consistently inconsistent. And that has landed them in this place right now, which is a low, low place in the NHL and a low point for the franchise right now as well. Uh, Drewski tweets in and says, does it make sense to wait until five minutes before the trade deadline passes to move Drew? Yes. He said, providing he waives his no move clause, what is the best window of opportunity for sellers to get the biggest return? That's, you know, there's no definable answer to that, Drewski. There, it depends. You want the market. Sometimes a, a few teams want to go a little earlier than the deadline, a couple weeks earlier. It all depends on the teams you have and how badly they want the player. So you can pit them against each other and try and drive up the price as high as you can. So there's no super, you, you can't say, hey, it's a day before. It, it doesn't work like that. It's a fluid situation. Uh, so we'll see how that takes place. Uh, Eddie Rebox tweets in, Revox tweets in and says, is there any indication that the organization is done with the quote, let's see what we have here, end quote, and is ready to finally admit it's time to retool instead? I don't know. We'll hear from Chuck Fletcher on that, I imagine, when he speaks with the media. But I would imagine, again, I don't want to put thoughts or words in, in their mouth, but I think that based on what they've seen this season and part partially from last season, I think that they have a pretty good idea what they have here, and they know it's not good enough. Flyer JT13 tweets in and says, in my experience, a middle-aged dude like you, Jace, uh, I guess I am middle-aged. Uh, I won't take offense to that. He said, playing defense well is a choice. Working hard is a choice. So even when the puck isn't ending up in the net, why do we see our Flyboys choose to not work hard? Good defense is a foundational pillar of a team that cares. Totally agree. And, you know, there are elements of defense that are rooted in hard work. And the game is rooted in hard work. And I think there are some players that I see game in and game out. Claude Giroux is one of them. Cam Atkinson's one of them that I see going out there and giving everything they have every night. But there's passengers as well on this team that aren't doing those things. And look, as a professional, you got to do that. Night in, night out, shift in, shift out. And there's too much of that going on. And whether there's a woe is me or whatever it is, I don't know. But this team... You know, the, the work to work hard and do again, it's easy to say you want to win. It's easy to say it. It rolls right off the tongue. I want to win. But are you willing to do what it takes on and off the ice in preparation, mentally, physically, emotionally to win? And I think there's there's part of the problem right there. Mark Ramos tweets in and says, I need something positive to latch onto here, Jason. What's one thing I can look forward to for the rest of the season? 
as this team navigates this trek. You know, I'm looking for an answer for you there, Mark. I wish I had one. I'm trying, and we'll talk to Bill Meltzer for Monday's episode. I'm trying to find the positives here too. And I'm having a really hard time, a really hard time. Because we're in the middle of this 11-game losing streak right now. It's hard for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel or to find a way that some positives can happen. Losing hurts too much. It sucks too much for me to find that right now. We'll be coming up with some answers and some things in due time, but we're not ready to, to go there just yet. Maybe something we discuss on Monday's episode with Bill, though. At Tots, the punk tweeted in and said, how much damage did AV's coaching style, vets over young players, no teaching, guiding, etc., really do to this team? Do you think the younger players regressed because of this? Are we seeing the effects now, or is this team just built badly? Wow, that is a fantastic question. It might be the best question that we've ever gotten on Flyers Daily. And it's going to need further examination beyond just my hockey mind. I'm going to, I'll tell you what, Tots the Punk, first of all, fantastic question. One of the, one of the knocks against Elaine Vino when he was hired is that he doesn't develop young players. And one of the knocks against this Flyers team right now is that some of the younger players, you know, their arc of development hasn't kept going up. And for some, it's going down or flattened or whatever. So we're going to tackle that question in Monday's episode with Bill Meltzer. Fantastic question. Uh, Dr. Stone Cold Stunner says the captain, Claude Giroux, said that they've reached rock bottom. He said that after the game yesterday. He said, does that send a clear message to the general manager that it's time to sell? Um, I think that Chuck Fletcher knows that already. I don't think he needed Giroux to say that they hit rock bottom. I think those conversations are all happening internally already. Jay Maverick tweeted in and said, has this been the worst flyer season you've seen in your lifetime? Because it's mine. Um, I, th- I think the worst season for me, Jay, was actually when Pelly Lindbergh died because of that element of it. And I was a huge Pelly Lindbergh fan. But I don't know. This is a tough season. It's hard for me to kind of answer that question because – you know, prior to doing what I do for a living is almost like a different lifetime for me. So it's hard to to say, look, here's the deal. This is tough right now, and it, it's dreadful that the fan base is going through this and the franchise is where it is right now. But I still love my job. I love doing this. I love talking to you guys every day. Would I much rather be talking about a team that's at the top of the division and what are they going to get at the deadline to help them and all that stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. The way the team's playing and this situation is not ideal. No doubt about it. I still love what I do and I'm, we're still going to, you know, have good conversations here on Flyers Daily. You know, some people have said to me in DMs and I've gotten a lot of DMs from people and some really good ones. and I appreciate it. I'm trying to respond to everybody, but some people have said to me, you need to scream and yell. You need to say this guy or that guy needs to be fired. Or you need to say, get this player out of here or do that. But that's, that's not me and that's not this podcast. There are podcasts out there that do that and all the power to them. They're entitled to conduct themselves however they want. I have to be 
more calculated. I have to be more analytical. I have to remove emotion. You guys know that I get really frustrated at times and I'll voice it when I do. And, and I'm frustrated now. For example, the Flyers game ended at about four o'clock Saturday afternoon. Right now on my clock on my computer, it says 1126. I waited a long time to record this episode. Why did I wait so long? Because I just wanted to ruminate on it. I wanted to collect my thoughts. And I'm still having a hard time. But I, I, I'm not a guy that's going to come in here and just say, blow it up, burn it to ash, fire this guy, fire it. That's not, that's not what I do. And I'm not saying those other people aren't wronged and fans are angry and I understand and you should be. But I have to be more analytical than that and practical. And it's when I say that I don't think that they're going to burn it down to ash and rebuild it. And I'm not saying that because I don't feel that way when they lose their 11th straight game. I feel that way too. I'm human. And I grew up as a fan of this team. And I'm disgusted where they are right now. But when I look at it, I have to go, okay, what is the practical way to get this team back to where it needs to be? What are the actual options? And, you know, trading everybody, and Chon Couturier, and Kevin Hayes, and trade this guy, trade that, it's not practical. It's not possible, especially in a flat cap world, in a salary capped league. So we're going to keep having these conversations and it should be an interesting week. I mean, the Flyers play Monday and Tuesday back-to-back. Dallas at home on Monday against the Islanders on Tuesday. Chuck Fletcher, I assume, is going to have the State of the Union this week. That'll be an interesting presser for, for people to sink their teeth into as well. And we'll see where it goes from here. I mean, I think tomorrow we're going to have a brand-new episode with Bill Meltzer, his weekly segment. And obviously with Bill and I, there's going to be a ton to discuss, a ton to discuss. And we'll break it all down. And we're going to probably have to break it into two segments, into two days. Probably be Monday and Tuesday's episode. But right now things are not in a good place. So I want every one of you to kind of enjoy your Sunday as best you can. Put it out of your mind. And uh, we'll get after it tomorrow. And we'll get after another edition of Flyers Daily. So everybody, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on a brand new Monday edition with Bill Meltzer of Flyers Dead. I wish that I could fly into the sky.